You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's spotlight the L.A. Rams with Rich Hammond, who covers the club for the Orange County Register in Southern California. Rich, thanks for taking the time. I'm sure the Rams did their due diligence, but do you have any sense if they have concerns about the -the off-the-field issues Marcus Peters dealt with in Kansas City? Apparently many other teams around the league were not interested in making this deal. Right. I, I certainly don't think they're blind you know, to, to what's happened with, with Marcus, even, even going back to his college days. I mean, you, you kind of have to have your head in the sand to, to not be at least aware of, of the issues. But, uh, you know, you, you have to believe that they've kind of done their due diligence on that and, and talked to him and, and kind of found out what the issues were there, were there and, and how they can resolve them going forward. It, it certainly is a risk-reward. I mean, you, you don't get a player – of that caliber uh, for the price that they got him at, you know, without taking a little bit of a risk. But they think that it's worth it. Um, They think that they have a good support staff in place when you talk about, you know, not only Sean McVay, but probably more importantly, uh, Wade Phillips, you know, probably the most respected defensive coordinator in the NFL. Um, And then they think they have some good, they they really like their secondary coach, Aubrey Pleasant. They they think he he commands a lot of respect from the players. Um, So the Rams think that they can kind of, you know, give him, uh, give Marcus a little bit of a fresh start, uh, bring him into a different situation, give him some good support and and hope it works out. But like I said, you, you don't make a move like that without knowing that there is some risk involved. Yeah, there is risk involved anytime you have a player that, that comes from somewhere that has an issue. But this team had issues that I think we all don't want to re- go back over again, which was the team couldn't get anything done over years other than what they were able to do this past season. Tell me how big of a year was this for this organization, knowing that they played well with the same players that Coach Jeff Fisher had, but then you start adding players that can actually bring some to the table, especially on the defensive side of the football like a Marcus Peters. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said I expected them to make a, a one-year you know jump the way that they did. I, I looked at it from going four and twelve in 2016. I thought getting to 500 this past year would be a remarkable, you know, a remarkable improvement. I didn't even see how they could get to eight and eight if we're being completely honest. And, and then they end up winning 11 games and, and winning the division. So kind of changes the whole dynamic of the thing where you think, well, it's going to take them, you know, three or four years maybe to get this thing turned around and start building with some of these young pieces. And then all of a sudden, a year later, you know, they win the division. So it kind of really changes your expectations and uh, maybe even the window for, for winning that you think you might have. And I think that's why you make a move like this for Marcus Peters. You don't just sit back on, on your laurels and say, oh, okay, well, we had an 11-win season. You know, we, we can ride with that, you know, for the next year and, and with the guys that, that we have. I, I think it really changed the perspective over there and saying, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe we're a Super Bowl contending team. Maybe if we add a couple pieces, uh, make some improvements, like you said, you know, strengthen up that defense a little bit, uh, do some pre- preemptive moves in case they do lose a guy like Jermaine Johnson. Uh, you know, they, I think their expectations have changed a little bit to where they don't want to take a step back in 2018. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to assume that. A lot of people are probably going to think, well, you know, it, it was a fluke year. Uh, you know, they, they, had, they didn't have any injuries. They were pretty good there. Uh, the division was down a little bit. So, so maybe the Rams regress a little bit in, in 2018. And that could happen, certainly. But I, I don't think the Rams are looking at it that way. They're looking at it like, hey, how can we build on this thing? And, and what moves can we make this spring and this summer uh, to, to strengthen that roster?
Talking Rams with Rich Hammond from the Orange County Register. You alluded to Tremaine Johnson, who got the franchise tender a year ago. What does the Peters deal mean for him? Well, it most likely means he's looking for a new home. You know, that, I think that's just the reality of it, and, it, and it's kind of been the reality for a while. Like you said, they, they've tagged him two years in a row, so this has been a long, long time. You know that that they've been talking to Tremaine Johnson, talking to his agent, trying to work something out. It, it's regretful in a way. I mean, Tremaine's—he uh, grew up in Stockton. He's a California kid. Uh, he loved being out here. You know, he had some family nearby. It, it's it's a little you know sad from that perspective that that it didn't work out. But I mean, this has been a long, long process where they've tried to get something done and and it just didn't work out. So I, I think what you're seeing here with the, with the Peters move is kind of a final recognition of that, I think, that, that it's probably not going to happen. And the Rams thinking, well, we, we need to make a move here. You know, if we're going to lose our number one quarterback, quarterback uh, the number two guy came on Webster is recovering from a torn Achilles. So I don't, I don't think they wanted to be in a position of weakness, you know, going into, into March, going into the free agency or even going into the draft. Uh, I, I think they wanted to make a move before then that, that would stabilize that group, and, and now maybe they can turn their attention to, uh, to some other positions in need. Rich, what we had a chance to see this team do last year, start with Jared Goff. Um, I think offensively, hands down the best in the game when it comes to getting touchdowns, regardless if they don't have a household name player like a Julio Jones. Uh, the defense, you, you mentioned Wade Phillips. Uh, being able to to create some things, starting with Aaron Donald and, and moving forward with the other players on that defense. Give me your take. Do they have enough to make a move forward uh, to becoming the best team in a division? Let, because you see what's taking place in San Francisco. Uh, you know Seattle's going to be in the hunt. Uh, you know Arizona is just a quarterback away from being able to compete. Will they be strong enough with what we've seen so far to be the best yeah. team in the West? Yeah, it's a really interesting division now. It's almost like it's turned upside down almost, you know, to where everybody was looking at Arizona and, and Seattle just, a, you know, a year ago. And, and now, you know, the Rams and Niners look like they're they're the teams on the rise. So certainly an interesting dynamic in the way that that's changed. And, and that's not to write off, you know, the Seahawks and the Cardinals, certainly. Those are two, two great organizations. But I, I think the Rams are right there. I mean, their core guys, the guys that you mentioned, they're all so young. They all can still get better. I mean, Jared Goff had a great season, but uh, I think there's things he can improve on. I don't know whether there's a whole lot Todd Gurley can improve on. He had a pretty a pretty darn good year. Uh, that, that looks like a complete package to me, but, but certainly he can maintain that level. Uh, they have some young receivers. You know, if they keep Sammy Watkins, and, and that's going to be a question here going forward over the next month, they, you know, they can get a little bit more out of that receiver group. Robert Woods had a really good year for the role that they asked him to play. Uh, they can get more out of Sammy Watkins, and, and they can probably get more out of Cooper Cup, who, who had a strong rookie year but, but was a little bit inconsistent at times. So I think what you're looking at there is a, is a offense that's still really young and, and was pretty good this year. Um, so I, I think there's still some steps forward that they can take uh, collectively. And then on defense, they're, they're going to need a little bit of work. There, there's some questions about the linebacking core in particular, whether or not they're going to keep that group intact, whether or not they might you know, make, look to make a couple moves there. Uh, so the personnel could change a little bit, which obviously you know, changes the way you play on the field. So I guess the, the short answer to the long, long answer there is I, I think the pieces are there. You know, they, they do need to build on it. Uh, they need to make individual improvements. Uh, they need to stay healthy. That's a big one. They, they got really, really lucky in 2017 with not suffering any major injuries. Um, so that's a big part of it. But, you know, the pieces are there, and given the improvements that they made 
in 2017, I, I don't think you can write them off uh, this coming year. Rich Hammond from the Orange County Register in Southern California is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Rich, let's wrap it up with dollars and cents. Where do things stand with Aaron Donald's pursuit of a new contract? <laughs> yes, the, the elephant in the room, so to speak. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting situation. You know, and it's it's a matter of if, if you're the Rams, do you do you make a move that makes financial sense, or do you make a move that that makes your player happy and makes your locker room happy? Uh, and those are competing interests. You know, if you're looking at it purely from a financial standpoint, you have Aaron Donald under contract for for one more year, this fifth year option. You could tag him uh, for three more years after that, since since he was such a high pick. So you could keep that guy, you know, under contract through two, two, through 2021, which is a long time, uh, you know, at a fairly reasonable salary given the type of player that he is. But that's going to cause you some problems. Obviously, it's not going to make Aaron Donald happy. And not only is it going to do that, but it very well could make other guys in that room. When you talk about Todd Gurley's contract coming up, when you talk about, you know, some of these other younger guys could, you know, cause a little bit of discord in, in that locker room. So, I think that the moves that the Rams have made here, the, the financial uh, you know, flexibility that they created in Marcus Peters, uh, who only has a $3 million cap hit, I, I think they're looking at that now and saying, okay, it's, it's time to clear a little bit of space. It's time to you know, make sure that we can get something done here with, with Aaron because uh, it, it might continue to be uh, an issue going into the season, but I don't think they want it to be yet another distraction uh, during the season. So, so maybe we're a little bit away, but I don't think it'll go a whole lot longer. Rich, we appreciate the information. Thanks so much for joining us today on the NFL on TuneIn. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on. Tune in.